As I um, was scrolling through Facebook this morning, I noticed that um, they've done a survey and apparently um, the older you get, the more excited you get about get receiving socks for Christmas. Um, <laughs> here are mine. I'm kind of medium excited, but what it does confirm for me is that my 21-year-old daughter, Amy, is actually a middle-aged woman. <laughs> she gets uber excited about socks. Sorry, Amy. Uh, we've had such an amazing time at All Nations Church over the last um, few weeks as we've had this massive opportunity to bless so many people around us. We've had uh, living nativities, donkeys and all, um, where we've given out food and gifts and just completely freely and blessed so many people. We've had carol services at the north and south site. We've given out more mince pies and mulled wine than I care to count. We've provided food through the Christmas in a box for over 2,000 people. That is absolutely amazing. 800 families and single people fed. We've given to the lonely, the vulnerable. And we, the other day we had a fantastic meal for, for some of the people on the streets. And it is our massive pleasure and privilege to do this. But the thing that I love most about what this time of year affords is the opportunity to share the gospel. It's a time where we get to share the gospel with thousands, literally thousands of people. And the Holy Spirit just now is doing something in All Nations Church, which is provoking us to share the gospel with greater confidence. Just unashamedly telling people about the hope that we have. We live in a messed up world. You only need to switch on the news to see what a state we humans have got ourselves into. Never, never is a time more needed where we need a saviour in our lives. And Christmas is a time where we get to pause and just celebrate that saviour that came. Yesterday, I don't know about you guys, but we're not the most organised of people. We nipped into Morrison's for some of those last minute bits. I think we'd gone in for three things. We spent £40. Um, <laughs> But we, we got chatting to this woman in there um, who was serving us on the till. And she started talking about the chaos of the Christmas season. And she said, all this build-up, all this time, effort, money, and it's over in a flash. And then what? Back to the same old, same old. And I guess without Jesus in the equation, that is the experience of most people. Even at Christmas, as we celebrate the gift of Jesus, who ultimately through life, death and resurrection offers us the gift of eternal life, we still get caught up in the unimportant, in the unfulfilling, in the incidental things that actually just pass away. I think this woman was pretty clever because she recognised that we spend a disproportionate amount of time of money, of heart and effort in something that's short-lived and may actually just end leaving us feeling quite empty. 
I'm just going to share a short clip with you now, if it works. Um, imagine this rope, okay, pretend this rope just goes on forever, okay? Just imagination. Pretend it goes around the world a few times. It doesn't. It ends at the rock. But uh, let's just imagine this thing goes on forever. Now imagine that this rope is a timeline of your existence. You just exist forever. You see this red part? This would represent your time on Earth. You've got a few short years here on Earth, and then you've got all of eternity somewhere else. This is, this is your existence. And what blows me away is some of you, all you think about is this red part. It's all you think about. You're consumed with this. You go, oh man, I can't wait till here. You know, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to save, save, save so I can really enjoy this part right here. <laughs> and you're consumed with that. And you're thinking, oh man, am I going to get to travel? Am I going to eat well? Am I going to do this during this part? And I'm like, are you kidding me? What about this? What about this? What about that? What about all this stuff? It's, just, it's crazy to me because the Bible teaches that what I do during this little red part determines how I'm going to exist for millions and millions and millions of years forever. And, and so why would I spend this little red part trying to make myself as comfortable as possible, enjoying myself as much as I can, Paul says, look, I'm going to live my life for this mission. I'm going to spend my life, invest my life for this moment when I cross that finish line. See, I'm going to forget about all this stuff I could enjoy, and I'm not going to look around. I'm going to be like a runner just looking at that moment when I face God because when I face him, then I don't get this chance over again. We get one chance at this life on earth, and it can end at any second for any of us. We've got one chance at this, and then comes eternity. And I'm not going to be fooled. I'm not going to spend my life down here. See, people look at some of my decisions and go, oh, you're so stupid because that's going to really affect this. I go, no, you're stupid because that's going to affect all of this. Man, I... I love that clip. We spend a lot of our lives worrying about dreaming and pursuing things that don't last. Do you want to just close your eyes and we're going to pray? Father God, we pray that you will speak to us today. Just open our hearts and our minds. You know, we want, today as we recognize the gift that you've given, for you to talk straight into our hearts. In your almighty name again, amen. John 3, 16 verses, John 3, Verses 16 to 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God not, did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus is the real gift of Christmas. This is the real reason that we celebrate today. This is the hope that we speak of. God so loved the world that he gave his son to die for you, to die for me. So that we wouldn't get the punishment that we deserve, that baby in a manger who would grow up sinless, blameless, and would pay the price of our sin so that our eternity 
is secure. You didn't send him to judge us. You didn't send him to point out how messed up we are, which is a good thing, really, especially for me. He sent him to save the world, to be our hope and our saviour. And yet all we have to do is put our trust in him. We all receive gifts differently, don't we? You know, I don't know about in your household, but some of us are the rip it open really quickly and show great joy. And in our house, that would be Lucas. And then some of you are the pile it up beside you type. I find that really annoying, by the way. That's Jonathan. <laughs> but we all do it differently, don't we? I think that we receive gifts in kind of three different ways. Jonathan, do you want to come up? So sometimes we receive gifts and we don't actually take what's been given to it. We don't. can't even give them away. Actually, I'm going to put this by because we've got to open this later. <laughs> That's often, often what happens with Jesus. When God gave his only son, he didn't do... That's my bit. <laughs> She's taking my words, honestly. <laughs> Morning, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Okay, so some gifts are not received. You might turn your back. You might think, what is that small box there? I, I was expecting a big box for Christmas. Come on, let's do that. So some gifts that we receive are obvious when they're wrapped up. So a couple of examples of that for you here. What did, we... <laughs> did anyone get that wrapped up present this morning? I... And another one, uh, which... Uh... Now, I, I defeated... Any ideas what that is? We're going for a drill, yeah? We're going for a drill. Okay, next one. Possibly my favourite. Um, is that actually brand new or second-hand? I, I don't know. Um, and the last one. Uh, someone's got a horse. So I don't know if that was in your stocking this morning, um, but it's clear what they are. You know, you, you know what you're getting, even before you unwrap it. That's, that's pretty, pretty clear. But some gifts are not what they seem. It's not clear what you're going to get. And they perhaps don't look all that great, like that little box down there. Maybe, the, maybe even once you've opened it, they're not the in thing. They're not what you really wanted. And the gift might get overlooked. It might get rejected. This is what often happens with Jesus. When God gave his only son, as we read in that verse before, John 3:16, he didn't do so in a display of spectacular strength, glitz, and glamour. There was no Sam and Cowell pressing the golden buzzer on God's Got Talent with the glitter stuff coming down from above with everyone marvelling at how amazing God's gift was to the world. At the time of Jesus' birth, the Jewish people were waiting for the Messiah, the Christ, promised by God through many Old Testament prophets centuries before. They were looking out for a king who would lead the fight against those who ruled over them. They thought it would be obvious when the Messiah arrived, when he appeared, because, because of their expectation, because of where they, where they thought or what they thought the Messiah would look like. When Jesus appeared, 
They missed it. They were expecting something different. John 1 verse 11 says, He came, Jesus came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. God gave his only son to the world in the form of a baby. We've sung it this morning, away in a manger. He came in the slum of a stable because there was no room for them, even in the local travel lodge. He entered into the messy world we inhabit to give us hope, to point us to the Father, and ultimately to die on the cross. On the cross, it looked like it was the end. It looked like it was done. It was finished. But this was not what it seemed. Jesus rose from the dead. The cross is empty. Sin and death has been defeated, giving you and me the opportunity for new life, for eternal life. And that's the gift. That's the gift that's on offer to whoever believes in him. So I want to encourage you this, this Christmas day, this Christmas morning, if you don't know Jesus, look again. Look again at the wonder of this ultimate gift. God giving of himself to the world, motivated by love for the world. And the beauty of this gift is that it's available to everyone. It's available to all. There's no reason that you can conjure up which excludes you. There's nothing that can exclude you. John 1 verse 12, the next verse, says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. It doesn't matter where you come from, what you have or haven't done, how much or little you have, Jesus is for everyone. Open your hands and your hearts to receive Jesus this Christmas. Okay. So the next way we receive is we receive and initially open. You'll notice that he gets to be the funny one and I have to be the straight guy. It's kind of like our marriage in general. glad he didn't do that when he opened them for the first time this morning. <laughs> um, this next picture is a picture of my bike, my new bike. It's really lovely. Um, I've had it for several weeks. It's a, a, a lovely mountain bike. I think it's a good brand. Um, it's got really good suspension. It's got a comfortable saddle. There's a, a useful water holder, there's a place to put your mobile phone. I haven't actually ridden it. I mean, like I did once, um, but I've been trying to kind of build up to it. I think you should do these things slowly. So I've started bringing my cycling backpack into work with me as I drive in. Um, I'll probably build up to maybe putting my helmet on, safety first. Maybe sometime mid next year, I'll start cycling into work. Well, maybe not as far as work. Um, we can treat, treat Jesus like that, can't we? We receive him with gladness. We may even begin to recognize how precious he really is. There's a story in the Bible about, of the rich young ruler 
He went to Jesus and he basically wanted to find out how he receives eternity. How can he get an eternal life? And Jesus encourages him to obey his commandments, to love his fellow man, love his neighbor as he loves himself. And the rich young ruler's really encouraged by this because he thinks, yeah, I do that. I, that, that's me. But then Jesus sees his heart and he recognizes that he puts his wealth before Jesus and his turns to him and says, well, actually, what you need to do is give away all your money and then you'll receive eternal life. And he walks away saddened. Whether it's work or possessions or position or even popularity, we're all slaves to something. And the choice is either something that's transient which ultimately fades away or something eternal. Whether you've been a Christian for years or you've just heard the gospel for the first time, we all are slaves to something and we get to choose Jesus over those things that they put, we put before him. We can all get really hooked up in that little red bit and forget that the choices that we make today have repercussions into eternity. So the final category is receiving that gift and with gladness and using it. So Jonathan, here is your final gift. my chocolate out my stocking. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, that's better than dairy milk. It really is. Okay. Think how excited and grateful that we are, that we have been this morning perhaps, when we receive gifts that are given to us. Think how much enjoyment that we'll get out of, out of these gifts that we're getting today perhaps. Uh, that when we when we use the gifts, we get loads of pleasure out of it. Maybe maybe you'll tell your friends about how good the gifts you've had are. Maybe you'll stick on Facebook photos and videos later on, showing off your your new bit of kit. Two thousand years ago, the shepherds went into Bethlehem, having been told about this baby Jesus. They went into Bethlehem to just to, to check out the reality of this of this message the angel told them, and they 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 saw Mary and Joseph and the baby. In the, in the manger, the little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. They saw the truth and they returned to the fields, glorifying and praising God with all their heart. They, they, their response was one of praise and glorifying God. The wise men, the wise men followed the star. They saw the star and followed it to over Bethlehem. And when they came to the house where Mary was with her child, 
They fell down at his feet and they worshipped the king. They worshipped Jesus, who they recognised as king of the Jews, as the Messiah. That was their response. Two elderly people, Simeon and Anna, were in the temple of Jerusalem a couple of years later. And they saw the baby Jesus and they recognised him for who he was. Uh, and they, 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 they couldn't help but tell people who were around who this who this baby was and what, what, what he meant and what he represented. Uh, and they, they, they praise and glorify God as part of that as well. The response to a gift received, one of excitement, one of pleasure, one of sharing with other people. If you have received, if you've received Jesus as Lord and Saviour of your life, if you've received this gift of new life, then praise and glorify God. That's, that's our response. Surely that must be our response. To share the good news. Jesus born on this day is the most astonishing gift of all time. Amen. We were never meant to hoard it for ourselves. It's not just for me. It's not just for me to keep hold of and not talk to anyone about it. Jesus tells us to tell others of the hope that we have. That we have eternal life. There's, there's an old song which you might know or, or which some of you might know which references this. I'm not going to sing it but the words are Go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Now, I don't know if you noticed, there's no mountains in Bedford. <laughs> so it's a bit tricky to do that. So I've got an alternative version for you. Go tell it on the embankment. <laughs> over Brick Hill and everywhere. Go tell it in jubilation that Jesus Christ is born. <laughs> Disconnected from its historical context, Christmas can just seem like a fairy tale. A little bit of hope in the midst of a cold winter. We are created to be loved. We're created to be in a relationship with God, to find significance, security, and acceptance in him. And sin messed that up, but we were separated from a holy God. Sin cannot come close to God and live. The Old Testament prophesied of a saviour, a king who ultimately came in the unlikely image of a baby, in a manger. And because of his life, death, and resurrection, we get to have that relationship with God restored. All of us get to receive that gift. And when you understand the significance of that gift, it changes from a pretty fairy tale to a powerful story. And you have two choices. You can reject it, or you can accept it. There is no middle ground. Jonathan. Just before we sing our final carol, uh, we're just going to take a moment. A moment to respond. A moment to, to just look at this gift of Jesus again. Can I ask the band to come back on the stage, please? And can I ask if you're able to, if you could stand? I'm going to say a short prayer, uh, and wherever you're at this morning, wherever you're at, whether, whether you come here for 
uh, with family and friends perhaps, or you come here because it's Christmas Day and, and you, you wanted to come to a service and, and sing a few carols, but you don't know Jesus. I want you to pray this prayer with me. If, if, if something's speaking to your heart right now, if the gift is on offer to you. Jesus is, is offering you the gift of himself. The gift of hope, the gift of eternal life. And if that's you this morning, just, 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 just say these words in your heart. Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong. And I, I thank you for what you've done for me. I thank you that, that, you were, that you were born and that you gave your life to rescue me. Lord, I receive the gift of life that you offer me. Thank you, Lord, in your mighty name. For those of you who, who do know Jesus, for those of you who have received this gift, this gift of eternal life, receive it with joy again. Open your hands again to receive what God wants to give you. The Holy Spirit is, loves to pour himself out into those who are his children. Lord, I pray, I pray, uh, would you give us open hearts and open minds this morning? I pray, we hold our hands out to you, Lord, and we, we, ask, we ask for more. We, we, we say, Lord, that we want to put our hands in yours and, and go where you lead us. We want to go and tell it to Bedford, tell it to, to the UK, tell it to, to, to beyond these shores, Lord, to tell of the good news of who you are. Lord, we, we, we choose to receive what you want to give us. Thank you, Lord, that you're a generous God. Thank you that you love to pour your love into us. I pray, Lord, that this Christmas day that we would have great fun uh, but we'd, and we'd also remember the reason why we're here because you were born on this day. Thank you, Lord. Amen.